things right. And what are some examples of, so, so, well, what are some examples of things that people could remember kind of, if you can share um, that? And that you don't have to be specific to that person, obviously. Right. Um, so I had a patient who um, had a series of moves that were sort of stressful on, on him as a child. And um, it's uh, one of the, after one of the moves, um, he was um, very seriously disciplined by his uh by his dad um and to such a degree that that it um he didn't remember it until we sort of toggled the switches around it and we started sort of gently like how is this location he was like that was warm that was nice how was this location where you moved to i didn't like it how is this house you lived in in this place i don't remember how is this house i remember not being happy so already we're pointing to narrowing it narrowing it yeah and he didn't remember in the ketamine session and then later that night he did and so then we came back around the next time and we talked about it and we sort of work into the and you know i i i approach this with i guess the right word is like a great deal of reverence you know these people are are sharing with me their emotional pain and i'm helping or trying to help them connect to themselves so they can feel whole because all this all this distress that people have in, in a way it's like incomplete grieving yeah and people can't cry that much and so they they sock it away and and what the ketamine does is it allows you an opportunity to kind of go back in places that you can't do awake you just can't yeah and i've seen that i've seen patients i start talking and i'm you can tell they're like they don't want to talk about it you know, I had a, a lady who, who I took care of who um, I was the first person she told in 40 years that she was raped in high school. Mm. And she's, you know, she's in her 60s and her life has been tough. And, you know, so her life has been shaped by fear. Right. Yeah, I'm sure fear, um, probably feeling like she couldn't tell people things, shame. And it shaped her relationships, so she was in, you know, not the best relationships, because she was put in the state by this experience that had shaped her ability to interact with life. Right. And here we are, forty years later, and, oh. and she's a wonderful lady, and and I'm. It's that's why I mean, it's like I, I feel, I, I I approach it with a great deal of. I think the right word is reverence, because it's it's not sad, but it is, it is like a a very important meaningful and and tender thing to do mm. um yeah 100 percent, man yeah i feel sometimes like i'm trying to make rope out of like the tattered the very frayed pieces of like of my youth kind of right as i get older you know um and not very afraid. I'm, I don't want to. I'm not trying to have any self pity or something. But I feel like that. That's what you try to. As you as you get older, you're just still trying to make this rope or make a knot out of this. Uh, make different knots out of rope that was kind of like ramshackly, kind of tied yeah. to the beginning of the foundation at certain points. Yeah, you know? the, the underpinnings of of wellness start early. Yeah, and and usually um, attachment feeling. You know, attachment injury is is no joke so most children and when i mean most say 99.999 percent of kids are loved by their 